Blog Talk Radio. Break 
Well, hello, family. I think we are on the line, and I'm looking to hear Arlene. Does she hear me? Right. Yes. I'm wanting to do the prayer now.
in terms of their experience and their background. So one of the one of the reasons why people have challenges in being in a relationship is because you are essentially when you when you find something that someone that you are interested in and you go down that journey of relating with them, uh, a lot of times you may be bringing uh, your thoughts, your your way of operating, the the you know your family dynamic, your you know your joys, your your challenges, uh, all of those things you bring those into relationship, and the same thing goes for the other person who is with you. So if there were any what you would call significant differences between that, then the both of you coming together, you are kind of blocking heads and having to navigate that uh, experience of, well, what does our home or what does our relationship and what does our, our being together, what that looks like? And having to really come to an agreement on that. <laughs> now, and, and that and that's like really under the some of the best uh, circumstances where where you don't have uh, a lot of trauma, drama, or you know a lot of insanity. Um, well insane way of being, not necessarily like literal insanity, but, uh, you know, your way of being uh, in a relationship where you have a whole lot of of angst. And uh, as a result of that, there, there is, there is like uh, sort of a time frame where you are in this place of navigating how that looks. Um, I think that one of the one of the I, I think a sort of a misconception that people may actually have about that first year of marriage is that it could it can be it can be blissful, you know, where you are not necessarily looking at the flaws and faults of your, or you know, you get into that fault finding. Um, but there are times when, when you know, you have the significant differences that you're navigating on what that looks like for the both of you. Um, I'd say another challenge that people have is just not being completely honest about what their expectations and their needs are. I recall that there was a point in my life where I felt that I had to jump through hoops or, you know, be something else that I wasn't in order to be in relationship with someone. And and that lack of honesty and lack of transparency um, in the relationship, you know, caused some difficulty because essentially I, what I was doing, this false facade that I was putting up, wasn't something that I could actually maintain. And then oftentimes I recall um, back when I was young and I I had just gotten into college and I, I actually had the opportunity to have a conversation with, um, and I was, I was actually interning at 
uh, at a, a place um, and what it, the, the job that I was at. And I think it was the second time I had worked there, but I got the opportunity to know the, the person who was the head of the commercial division of that organization. And what he shared with me was that, you know, the the whole experience with marriage that he that he that she put on a face for him or showed up the way she felt that he would find more acceptable in order to be married to him that she you know, and and that you know that they had gone through this process of of achieving and and having children and and then even after having the and and having the children once the children came of age and they were going through the empty nest phase, he looked at this woman that he was married to and he was like, oh, you know, he felt like he had been duped. In a sense, because she was not honest and transparent about who she was, um, and that it, it, that he discovered that essentially that the person he thought he was married to had significantly different values than what he had. So I know that I talked. Quite a bit. I mean, and this is just a sort of a sort of a scratching of the surface. I mean, there are several different other reasons, but um, you know, reasons why relationships can be challenging. But these were these are the two that I would say that sort of stand out in my mind. But you, do you have anything to add, honey? Yes. Notions, notions, okay. People live in an ocean of notions and have no idea that that's how they're living their lives. What I'm saying is we perceive a variety of things in our life's experience. And as we take on a notion that we feel we should have a certain expectation of, we delude ourselves. So people fall into the trap of developing a false reality that never existed in the first place. So our topic if I'm not mistaken from what you have shared, is why are relationships hard? Mm-hmm. Marriage slash relationships or being in relationships can be hard. Well, I know that there are some relationships people want to be hard, but they can't find what will bring the arousal to make things as hard as they want it to be. And that can be a problem for some people. And they, instead of being compassionate, recognizing 
um, that there is a certain level of care and tenderness. They're like, I kick him out the box because he's not providing what I need, and I need something that's nice and stiff to get me to the next level of my experience. But digressing from that place to the place of properly relating with one another is the key of recognizing how to avoid the hardships that can come in a relationship. Because if you do not properly relate to another, there's going to be problems. There's no doubt about it. People come to not recognize words in and of itself have root meanings. And one of the root meanings to the word relate is from the Latin word meaning relatus or relatus, R-E-L-A-T-U-S, meaning to recount or, if one may say, tell. So when I look at that definition, what comes to mind is what you often say to me, that people believe the story they choose to believe and they tell themselves a story that may not even exist because they have created something that is not even real. So I thought back on that and I said, why are relationships hard? What I discovered is the challenges of a relationship and truth it's really meant to expose your weaknesses. Each person in the relationship is there to be vulnerable to the next person because in reality, a relationship is to help build and develop a person's character and the potential for their future Manifestation. When people are not in alignment with that, everything falls apart. And you find that instead of a person helping to build another person, they will choose to destroy their perceived notion of what this person is because they feel as if they were they have been deceived, they have been misled or some other negative connotation that comes about because that's when the mindset of fault-finding kicks in. And at that particular point, they start pulling every brick that they see that was built from what they made of this person so that they can just fall apart. And that's difficult in and of itself. So hardships don't have to be relationships are really what you make it but you have to make the decision as to what you want your relationship to be okay so i i will i will say that uh, in in actual
actually, that's really what it comes down to. So if I was to pare down all of what you just say, uh, said, um, it, it really just comes down to the expectations that the individuals have about the relationship in and of itself, right? Is that is that pretty much what you're saying? Yeah, because it's really about recounting what brought the relationship into existence, recounting the things that made you more attracted to the relationship. And when we look at the verb relate, the verb says make or show a connection between. So when we look at the first definition, to make, some people do not recognize that you have to make a relationship. You make a relationship work. You have to put work into having and developing what you desire collectively because you can't have one person going off on one tangent and another one going off on the other one. And then again, when it says make or show a connection, some people do not show what is needed in a relationship for the relationship to grow and develop. So you have to show love. You have to show consideration. You have to show respect. Um, these are things that are tangible in and of itself. But these things are the things that are based on feelings. And when the feeling is mutual or is best seen by it being shown of one individual to another and the maintaining of the identification of vulnerability is not present to be harassed, bashed, or treated with disrespect, then the love is all that's left. And that love will help build and create what's beautiful about each person and what each person wishes to represent of the relationship that they are in. Okay. 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 You went a little bit deeper than I expected. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm a deeper, I'm a yes, deeper. Yes, you are. <laughs> So, okay, so one of the, uh, what I will share is like um, from my observations of of um, at least some of the shows that I've seen um, as of late from a divorce court, one of the, one of the reoccurring themes that I, that I've been paying attention to is that a lot of times in the relationships that people are in, they are actually operating on a sort of an automatic pilot. 
uh, they're operating on an automatic pilot of the programming that they received before, you know, they got into relationship with the individual that they got into relationship for. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, um, I've observed like quite a bit of pettiness, quite a bit of childishness. Um, and this is not to be, you know, confused with being childlike. Um, but when I say childish, I mean um, maybe you, you're throwing away, people have thrown wigs away that belong to the other partner or, you know, the cutting up of clothes, the bleaching of clothes, the throwing the person out the house. I mean, I mean, there were just a number of just absolute ridiculousness. And a lot of times when I've been, uh, as I'm watching them, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, how much of what they are doing is a replay of something that they observed in their childhood. Because one of the things that uh, Judge Lynn Toller always talks about is, you know, uh, you know, with the people who's like, do you really want to cause, cause that crazy making in your child's head? Like, you know, people will do for their children what they won't do for themselves. So she's always looking to the parents to love their children even more than they love themselves and to act in accordance to not cause uh, struggle and strife for the children that they bring into the world. And oftentimes, you know, she she will have them go into counseling to talk about taking care of whatever tick that they may actually have in their head or or go to the counselor to find out how to be in relationship with each other or how to even be able to relate with each other in more effective ways. And a lot of it I I strongly suspect because they never really because you're you're really looking at sort of like the end results when you're watching watching the show, but you're looking at the end results of of people who are are not relating well. So I recently came across this meme, you know, that said it's time to unlearn the things that you learned from wounded people. And when I read that, I was like, wow, yes, yes, yes. That, that makes so much sense. And, and start being in a place where you are, you are healing yourself from all the trauma and drama that you may have experience in a previous relationship because you know I and I think that I think that there definitely is a sort of a movement in that direction in the sense of people saying you know get rid of toxic people in your lives and what have you and and what I think um, I think that there is you know, effort to be to move in that direction so that people start taking responsibility for their own stuff. 
and so that they don't allow themselves to be in relationships where they are continuing this pattern of uh, discomfort and abuse that they may have um, and may have experienced previously, and be in a place and a mindset of being say, okay, I, I think that I'm ready to to be with someone who is emotionally stable, who is emotionally healthy, um, that and and have their needs, wants, and requirements sort of listed out on on something so that they can begin to start that practice uh, apart you know start the the pathway and and being in a place of of attracting something that they weren't necessarily conditioned to um, and you know there you know the thing is is that I could continue talking about the the things that that people are lacking but ultimately it really does come down to the fact that you know was it that your the people that you that were responsible for your for the uh, for your upbringing and for your relating what type of relationships did they have and ask yourself do you want to have the type of relationship that they have. Because the thing is, is that you don't necessarily, if, you know, if the the answer is no, then you have to, you know, I would suggest, let me say it's a suggestion. I would suggest that you start that path of, of working with people or, you know, you can start with um, a therapist. I personally prefer coaches because the coaches are actually actively engaged in helping you to change behavior and will continue to work with you through that process. But um, to get yourself in a place of dealing with your stuff, and dealing with those things that we don't even want to look at, the looking at the the wounds and the boogeymen that we grew up with, and and then we bring them into the relationship, and we expect this person to fulfill that 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 gap within us that we did not receive when we were younger. I think one one um, one of the things that I had observed in in these folks tend to be relationship repellents is that when a person is so emotionally needy that they and that they don't have a love and appreciation for themselves and they're looking for an outside source to fill in that hole and just from just you know and in actually being in relationship with that person there is almost nothing that you can do to fill that hole that is within them because they have to literally fill it for themselves because you can't love a well let's just say i it's challenging to love a person who is not loving themselves that that lack of love that they have for themselves would bring about misery in the relationship. I recalled 
I recalled that there was a person that I dated, and ultimately, um, I I told them, yeah, I I did not share with them the reason why. I just simply told them that we weren't a match. But one of the things that I could, you know, what I, one of the things that you know you can kind of pick up on is whether or not a relationship will work or not. And the relationship with him was not going to work because he was in a place of wanting to control the relationship to such a degree so that he did not get himself hurt and that he would not get have anybody steal from him and what have you. But the thing was is that he tried to rush that, to rush the relationship process so quickly that, you know, I was just like, you know, what are you doing? And seeing and just and being able to see it, but being in a, per- a relationship with a person like that would have done nothing more than just brought a whole lot of ha- unhappiness both to me and and himself because he you know he wasn't he hadn't really been in a place where where he had had a relationship that had um actually been sustainable where he hadn't felt used and abused and one of the main reasons that he felt used and abused was because probably because he he led he led where he thought his strength was, which wasn't with necessarily with him himself because he felt inadequate, but he led with his career. So what would being in a, being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't love themselves, what does that look like? It's not hard. It's not hard to see what that would look like. And in addition to that, Going back to the meme that I saw, he had to he had to unlearn those things that he learned from wounded people. There, there are a lot of us. There are a lot of us out here. We were carrying a, carrying around a lot of battle scars, <laughs> and it's it's time. It's time to heal those. It's time to be in a place where we. We are saying, okay, I, I think I've, I've had enough of the drama. I'm, I'm ready to have something different. You want to add anything, honey? I think it's amazing that you have brought up the point. It's time to unlearn the stuff you learn from wounded people. And that should be a movement if it's not. Because people have a tendency to lock into a conditioned mindset under the assumption that it's okay to be that way. Unfortunately, there has been a variety of people who have learned behavior that is not becoming of a divine society which they have been pre-programmed to believe is okay. Um, 
an example I remember years ago, which was shocking to me. I'm trying not to put too much into the equation. Let's see. Okay, I can go that far. I was working in the police department as a medical technician assisting the doctor on site. Oftentimes, when there is disciplinary action in various agencies, those persons are taken out of their post or their position because they are on something like a disciplinary leave, if one may say. Back in the days when I was operating in that space in the late 80s, you didn't just put a person out. You would find them something else to do because you had a commitment to pay the individual because the policy was you are not guilty until you are found guilty. So I think the the thing is you are innocent until proven guilty. So there was this individual who was on an administrative leave, which we were in conversation. And the administrative leave he was placed on was because of his behavior in a relationship that was considered to have been a violation of a woman's rights. Back then, there was a mindset going on that indicated if a woman accepted certain parameters of an invitation, then that invitation can go as far as the person who made the invitation. So in essence, he was under a rape charge. Now, as I was listening to the way in which his mind processed what was going on, he had said that he invited her to his place. They were in the throes of getting to touch, be touch me, feel me, and she decided that she didn't want to go any further. Well, in his mind, she was basically telling him, I want you to take it from me because I'm telling you I don't want it, but I'm here because I want it, and that's why I'm here. But in order for you to get it, you have to play my game of taking it. Now, there are some people whose minds are twisted 
and they believe that that is a reality as far as games are concerned. And I bring it up because he had to have learned that type of behavior from a person who was wounded. And there are people who have been wounded even on the female side of the equation who have lived a life of abuse but because no one has showed them what love is, they are under the impression that they have to be exposed to that type of behavior. It's like the the bad boy um, mentality back in the day. It was like, if you wasn't a thug, then the girl wasn't going to mess with you. But you had to be thug enough the way you would have to slap her in order for her to know that you're a tough guy. Unfortunately, those are realities that we were experiencing back in those days. And when we look back even into certain cultures, there was a Hispanic culture, the Italian culture, as I recall from what I've observed, to where the dominance of the man had to be in existence in order for there to be a sense of masculinity, chauvinism that was an acceptable experience at the time back in the 40s late 50s and as women's rights came forth and we saw that this type of behavior was not in alignment with where we were headed we started shunning that type of behavior and recognizing that that cannot be socially accepted People are still conditioned to these type of behaviors, even in today's world. So we have to recognize that it is true that many have learned from wounded people, and we need to unlearn these behaviors and recognize what is best suited to develop and make a proper relationship by properly relating with one another. Right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we're we're getting we're getting close to the top of the hour, <laughs> and you think that 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 there should be a part two of this one? I follow you wherever you want me to go, baby. Okay, so yeah, because this show went far deeper than I had expected it to do. Because I was really going to just talk about people and their behaviors, but you know, when we when we um, when we um, when I, initially when I was thinking about the show, that's what that was all I was thinking. It's just the patterns that I had observed, uh, especially with the people that I saw. In, in the shows that I've, I've seen. And, and uh, the shows I, I, of the divorce court that you've seen. Divorce court. This, this okay, show. so but we want to make sure that people well, understand you know, that you are is, really into that show with I'm really passion. into that show. But even 
even beyond divorce court, because think about it. I mean, we we have a genre called drama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is that when you think about it, all of the all of the shows and all of the things. This is one of the reasons why, you know. I kind of limit the television programming and be mindful when they use the word programming, that that's essentially what they're doing. <laughs> that is what they're doing. Yes. Remember, remember when we looked at the show and just looking at the behavior of the, the individual, the male that was there with a, a, a older woman, he, even though he was a younger person, his, issue was being caught up in gaming and Lynn Judge Lynn Toller had <laughs> precluded the program by saying she comes across more people having problems in their relationship by the male in the relationship being addicted to gaming to where it's done become almost a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will we will revisit we will revisit that. But when, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, you know, I think that it's it's really unfortunate because there there is some science behind all of those the, like the television um, computers, they, you know, computers, even the, our handheld computers or the phone. I mean, it, technically, in the back back when cell phones initially came out, it was only so that you could have conversation. Now we are playing games on our cell phones and getting ourselves distracted. But anyway. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, people don't recognize it, but I want to share this. The biggest and most essential aspect of humanity is family and the way in which family relates with one another. You can have a blood relationship or you can have close relationship with others in a community of which you can feel as though you are family. But there are forces that do not desire family units to exist cohesively or coherently because they know with that type of unification, if it spreads, we will have a greater love than has ever been seen before, and we will be able to smash all the forces of darkness and bring a light onto society that will be so bright to where all darkness would just have to dissipate and be no more. I'm just saying. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... So we're, I think, um, 
I, I haven't decided yet, but we may come back and revisit uh, this particular subject because um, we are we are uh, nearing the end of our program for this evening. Um, but uh, one of the things that I do want to share is that um, in order to be in a place of being in what you would consider a functional relationship, um, you, I would say that limiting your time with some of the shows that you may watch um, is a good thing. And the reason why I'm saying that is because when you think about it, regardless of whether or not the show is dramatic or the show is, um, um, you know, comedy, but even, even the comedy is based off a little bit of drama, you know, or conflict that's going on. Um, in the show, and none of the, the none of the things that we watch on television really program us for harmonious relation. And in fact, there may be some people who are listening to this now saying, you know, this is just a little too bubblegum for me. Like Arlene and King are a little too bubblegum for me. But mind you, you you don't want to be in a place of of continuing to inflict harm on others. And television programming, unfortunately, is geared towards, uh, you know, promoting. It is celebrating disharmony. Very few shows are about promoting harmony or or showing giving us what you would consider usable. Um, structures or techniques that would facilitate um, a healing and har- har- you know in harmony in in relationships and well, even... you know, okay if I, may, uh-huh. if I may I remember something that was said Sunday that in the United States it has almost become a norm that we live in a society that has become more acceptable to inflicting trauma on other groups than any other place in the world. Yeah, I was talking to my, to actually talking about that with my youngest son, not necessarily in those words, but um, just, in the 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 promotion of of the instability that we're experiencing even now it's even more than than usual because of leadership um and how this the united states in, you know taking out any of the war torn countries is not exactly the one of the safest places in the in the world and and that's largely due to the fact that we we have within the consciousness over here in this country of of promoting trauma, um, not you know amongst ourselves with each other. I mean, even even he had gone through his own experience about it. And um, it's funny the words trauma and drama actually rhyme. 
Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, that's scary. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, what we're going to do is we may revisit this. Um, we'll, you know, talk it over. We'll let you know, family. <laughs> yes, 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 we will. We'll let you know. Show enough. <laughs> anyway, family, um, we we love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you, and we know that wherever you are, God is. Came for 